are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Third and final hour of Miller and Moulton along the network. The Diamond District bonus hour is an hour away in the 239. Thanks so much for being with Miller and Moulton on the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Well, we've been talking about our story all day. It's even the focus of our poll question. If you think that the college athletes should, in fact, be employees, Amanda Kristovich covers sports business and college sports for front office sports. You can follow Amanda on Twix, Twitter slash X at A Kristovich, and then throw an H on the end. A Kristovich and add an extra H. Amanda, it's David and Mark. Thanks for your time. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. All right. In a nutshell, what happened yesterday? Um, <laughs> in a nutshell, I think a lot of folks would describe yesterday as the day the NCAA died. Um, I would describe it as the NCAA is in a coma and it's going to take a miracle to wake them up. Uh, And what I mean by that is that yesterday's um, ruling from the National Labor Relations Board that Dartmouth men's basketball players are employees and that um, not only that, but they are eligible to unionize completely uh, shattered the NCAA's business model, right? Um, of course, Dartmouth is going to appeal. Uh, they told me as much about an hour after the decision came out. Everyone expected them to appeal. Um, you know, so this may not be the final decision, but this is a very labor-friendly National Labor Relations Board, and if this decision stands, it would set a precedent that um, all essentially private school Division One athletes are employees. Um, so even if the public school athletes aren't deemed employees technically by the law, the NCAA would be in a very, very difficult position and a position that would make it almost impossible to continue the amateurism model across Division One. Who does Dartmouth appeal to? And you'd mentioned that the board is very labor-friendly. It doesn't sound like the appellate process would help Dartmouth out going down the road, but who do they appeal to? Yeah, so they will appeal to the National Office of the National Labor Relations Board. So the decision that was made yesterday was made by a regional director. The NLRB is split up kind of like the court system, um, you know, for little regions all over the country. So the national board is a five-member board in D.C. Right now, actually, it's only four members, though, because... um, the NLRB changes depending on the presidential administration. So um, since we have a Democrat in office, there's three Democrats and two Republicans on the board. Right now, there's three Democrats and only one Republican on the board because there's a vacancy. Um, and so they will appeal kind of like they would to like a, the Supreme Court, actually, to that board. Um, and then the board will take a few months to decide if they even want to take the appeal. And there are a few different outcomes there. Ultimately, though, um, the appeal process could continue into the regular court system. Um, So a a decision could go to the circuit court and then ultimately be appealed into, you know, our Supreme Court in the United States. So the NLRB does have a way of getting back into the normal courts. And I think it's safe to say that either side is going to appeal all the way up. So expect this, you know, 
essentially the only way that that's going to stop is if whatever court or whatever board sees the decision decides not to take the appeal. Well, 10 years ago, the Northwestern football team was headed down this road. They had an early win, but then when they went to the second level under the NLRB, they lost. The people that you've talked to, what's the difference? Because Northwestern's a private school. What's the difference between the Northwestern football players in 2014 and the Dartmouth men's basketball players in 2024? Yeah, so the Dartmouth um, or the the Northwestern players actually technically didn't lose. Um, <laughs> they lost, but on a technicality, which is that the NLRB decided not to exercise its jurisdiction over the players um, because it saw this issue of private school versus public school athletes. And it didn't want to essentially upset, um, you know, the industry so much that private school football players would be able to unionize and public school football players wouldn't. Um, And part of what they were looking at there was the makeup of the Big Ten. Um, Whereas in the Ivy League, of course, all of those schools are private. Um, They essentially just decided not to... Um, rule either way. They didn't say that the Northwestern players weren't employees. They just didn't really want to exercise their jurisdiction. However, you know, 10 years later, again, Dartmouth arguably has a stronger case because of the fact that everyone in the Ivy League is a private school. Um, But they also have a stronger case because of, you know, public opinion has shifted so much in the last 10 years. I've spoken with... um, you know, the, the person behind the Northwestern case, Ramogi Huma, who's a longtime athlete advocate, um, and he's actually behind the USC NLRB case, which is in Los Angeles, which is a little bit different, but also, but similar outcome. And he said 10 years ago that, you know, it was so different. He said there were so, you know, it was like everyone was against this idea of employment, and he's really felt that the tide has shifted and so I think that the court of public opinion is going to impact, you know, the courts and, uh, you know, our national bodies as well. Amanda Kristovich, sports business reporter and covers college sports for front office sports. Follow Amanda on Twix, Twitter slash X at A Kristovich and then throw an H on the end. A Kristovich H. Okay. We've mentioned a couple of times it's the private schools doing this. What would it take to get the public schools involved in this as well? Great question. Enter the USC case that I just mentioned, um, which is a slightly different type of case with the National Labor Relations Board, but that's the goal of the USC case. Um, Ramogi Huma filed it uh, instead of a unionization petition, it's something called an unfair labor practice. And he's saying that USC football and basketball players should be considered employees. And they should be considered employees not just of USC, but also of the Pac-12 and the NCAA. And so if he wins in that, um, it's not a lawsuit, but if he wins in that proceeding, the idea is that a precedent will be set that any athlete who is a student of a school who's a football player or a basketball player in Division One who's also part of a conference, who's also part of the NCAA, which is all of them, 
um, that through a labor law sort of loophole called the Joint Employer Doctrine, they would all be considered employees, and there's all jurisdiction um, for them even at the public schools because the public school athletes are part of a conference, they're part of the NCAA, and those two entities um, are employers, if that makes sense. Um, So that case is like in the middle of trial. I've been going back and forth to L.A. over the past few months covering it, um, and we're not going to get a decision in that for several months, but it's a very interesting loophole. Even though USC is a private school, it would pertain to everyone in a major conference and therefore, you know, dot, dot, dot. All right. Uh, Listen, you know, our extent of the law is watching law and order. But this to us, this to us, Amanda, seems like this goes all the way to the Supreme Court, doesn't it? I I would think so. I mean, that's the assumption I've been operating under since um, since the Alston decision. I mean, uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh is begging for another case like this. Um, you know, they took the last case, the you know related to college sports that got to the Supreme Court, and um, you know the makeup of the Supreme Court is almost the same as it was when uh, the NCA lost nine nothing in Alston. So. Uh, there is kind of like a legal reason as well that the Supreme Court might take the case. It's called a circuit split. Um, but that just, yes, that just adds to your point that we're going all the way up to the Supreme Court. This is going to take probably a few years. Um, but this is really the first time, like, that the first level of a court, um, you know, in this current iteration of lawsuits and proceedings has ruled on the athlete employment question. When the NCAA loses always, why are they always sitting on their hands trying not to do anything about this and using the National Labor Relations Board or the Supreme Court? Do they just have a false notion that they think somewhere they're going to win? I think they feel like they don't have a choice. So You know what I mean? It's like like they Mm -hmm. have no – they are so averse to letting go of the amateurism model that they are essentially like, well, it's winner, it's winner, go home, right, for them. Um, and the other thing I'll say is that in the past several years, they've been losing left and right. But, you know, for decades, they, they won everything. Um, you know, there's a great book that I, wrote, that I read, um, that I wrote, that I, I wish I wrote it, that I read when um, I started on this beat. It's called Indentured. And it's basically like the history of, um, the, the the athlete advocate movement, and it goes all the way back to, like, the 80s. And the NCAA has been winning everything up until, you know, eight or nine years ago. So I think they're, honestly, I think up until maybe last year, they were surprised that they had started losing and thought they could, you know, get back on track. And I think now it's just like they're fighting for survival. They don't have a choice. She covers sports business and college sports for front office sports. Amanda Kristovich. Follow her on Twix, Twitter slash X at the letter A, Kristovich, and then throw an H on the end. Amanda, thanks for making time for us. Great work. And um, when we call in the future, you don't hang up on us. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. Amanda Kristovich, kind enough to join us here on Miller & Moulton. I thought that interview was going very well. 
until her incredulous reaction to all the way back in the 80s. <laughs> and, and at that moment, the, the generational gap between Amanda and Miller and Moulton just exploded. You may be right onto there. something there. I mean, she went, I mean, it went all the way back to, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, 40s, 50, all the way back to the 80s. 80s. And honestly, I, I don't know if I've ever felt older. Well, when her first words out of her mouth are the day the NCAA died. Right. She set the tone with that one. Uh-huh. That was great. And, th- and then said, well, they're not dead yet, but it's in a coma, and we don't know if they're going to wake up. It's like, all right, we got to book her more often. That's a promo, by the way. Right there. No doubt. Miller and Moulton. Not dead. Not even in a coma. But alive for the 80s. Wow. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Thanks so much for being with us. Miller Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Our poll question. Yeah, we knew the other side was going to start showing up at the polls. Most of the morning, three quarters of you have said, yeah, yeah, Division One athletes should be employees. We're like, yeah, that's not going to hold. That, that's early voting. Yeah, now the, now the base is coming out. It's like 57-43. They should be employees. Yeah, here, here we go. Yeah, the early returns, it was all here the mail-in ballots. Here we go, ballots. people on their way to work. Paying attention. They're like, employees? What? And everything that that means. Yep. The benefits, the taxes, ability to be fired. Oh, yeah. Then they can unionize if they want. Oh, yeah. Well, now, if you keep pushing the fire side, there are a lot of fans out there going, wait a minute. You mean I can, after that scholarship quarterback plays lousy, I can just fire him? I'm not stuck with him for three more years? Now you're on to something. Right. You know, hired and fired. You know, these contracts don't have to be guaranteed. Just ask the NFL player. Signed a four-year contract. Mm, you're going year to year, buddy. You are year to year. We're giving you a false sense of security. Uh, more into that uh, coming up in a bit. But if you weren't with us yesterday, this is partly how we're going to celebrate Super Bowl 58. We are addressing the 800-pound gorilla. We're not ignoring it. All right? It's the Niners and the Chiefs. And with the Chiefs, you know what that means. Yeah, it means Taylor Swift. So in honor of Taylor Swift, Trent, what are we calling this? The Swifty Special. The Swifty Ah, Special. They're up in all points. The lower 48 for this. Tuning this in on... The ESPN Southwest Florida app, the iHeartRadio app, anywhere they can get it. Yep. And so here's the deal. It's like the game show Dead or Alive or Dead or Canadian. All right. Trent's got two songs, titles. One's a Taylor Swift song. One's either somebody else or not a song at all. And Miller and Moulton have to decide, is it Taylor Swift or not? I took David down yesterday, six to five. 
very up and down. Mark jumped out to an early lead. I got four songs in a row right. And then Mark finished strong, hit a three late. Much like Kansas. You came back, forced overtime. And lost. But I took care of business in overtime. Right. All right. Here we, here the Swifty special. We got 10 rounds. Round one. Empty heart or blank space? Empty heart. Empty heart. Blank space. Son of a. Went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2014. Play along blank. at home if you will. Yep. Blank space. Once again, if you're trying to impress the granddaughter, the daughter, the niece in your life, something mm-hmm. to talk about, Super Bowl Sunday, pay attention. Round two. Paper rings or gentle souls? Paper gentle rings. Soul. Paper rings is the correct song. Yeah, paper rings. What the hell kind of title is that? <laughs> I don't know. What the, what the hell are you even talking about? That's what makes this fun. See, David's paper already rings. getting frustrated. And it's, that's that's that my about? favorite part. He actually gets upset about it. What is that about, paper rings? Round right. three. I forgot that you existed, or I see you all around me. I see you all around I me. forgot that you existed. I forgot that you existed. Man, she is just... She, yeah. She does not wow. take breakups well. She is. She's cold. Nasty. You're damn yeah. right. I forgot that you existed. I mean, that's like you are dead to me. Uh-huh. Two in a row wow. for Mark. Mark's two and one. David yet to get on the board today. Round four. Summer Sunday or back to December? Back to December. Summer Sunday. Back to December is correct. Uh, here we go. Here it comes. Very nice. All right. All right number five. Picture to burn. Or nowhere to run. Picture to burn. to run. Picture to burn is the correct yeah. song. Picture to burn. Oh, yeah. The angry, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Your picture, right? I'm going to burn it. You suck. I should have gotten that. There is a bit of a theme here. Um, round six. Look what you made me do or I can't hold on. Look what you made me do. Yeah, I agree with David. That's correct. Look what you made me do was another semi-big hit of hers. All right. Nitty gritty. Number seven, love story or just another love song? Just another love song. Love story. Love story is correct. What the hell? You know how many love stories we've had? Like she had to do love story? Besides, supposedly she's not in love. She's in a- angry. Anyway. Well, at this right. particular time, she was in love. Man, I'm, 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 like my, I'm like Miami at Virginia last night. I mean, this is going bad. <laughs> David is Jim Laranega. He's going to sit I am. I'm I'm skipping the post-game presser at this point, or I'm just walking in, answer one question, I'm leaving. Uh, They were better than us. We sucked. Hey, thanks for coming. Number eight, a toast to us or champagne problems? Champagne Champagne problems. problems. Very good. You guys both got it right. Champagne problems, the correct answer. couple more. This one's interesting. Tim McGraw or Johnny Cash? She has a song named after one of the country icons. Which one is it? Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, Tim McGraw is correct. Good job. All right. Closing it out. Round 10. My heart ablaze or my tears ricochet? My tears ricochet. I think David's right. That makes you both correct. It is my tears ricochet, and that's how we round out. Mark Miller got 8 out of 10. Woo! He doesn't know three Taylor Swift songs, and he has gotten 14 out of these 20 questions right. Wow. 
Have you been studying at all? or is Not at all. Not. I will say over the weekend, I discovered that my daughter likes Taylor Swift a little bit. She's not a Swifty, but she played a couple of songs. You've not done any of the songs. I've already forgotten the name to one song she played me. So I know for a fact the name of two Taylor Swift songs. We've not used either of them yet. I'm waiting. I'm hoping that I can score with those. There's a couple heavy hitters left in the chamber. I'm trying to space them out a little bit. Today's was blank space. That was a number one hit of hers for X amount of weeks. But it's been 10 years. Time flies. (laughs) Boy, it sure does. Never mind the 80s. Now, remember, who's our source for this, you know, once again, it's Miller and Moulton. We're on a shoestring budget, okay? You know, we could look it up on the internet, but our internet doesn't work half the time. So, Trent, who's our source? Brooklyn. Trent's brother's girlfriend, Brooklyn. She's not a Swifty. Not the one that went to the Lions game. No. It's a no. different girlfriend. Not, not the one that, quote-unquote, commandeered the tickets, as David would say. It was, yes. uh, th- this, is, this is Brooklyn. This is little brother's girlfriend. So both little brother to review, both little brother and big brother have a girlfriend, and there's a girl in Wisconsin that's being set up with middle brother. Right, because she's moving to Southwest Florida, which is where Trent is. So Trent has to take her out because, uh, well, he's the only other guy who's 24 years of age in the whole two three nine. So he has to take her out. <laughs> that was the selling point to her. Well, I I I know a 24 year old. He's the only one. No, he's, he's, he's literally, it says, it's it. It's a pool of one. Yeah, but would you rather date someone your age or date someone a little older who has a lot of money? Well, don't tell her that you're young and broke. I mean, <laughs> so, come on. I, I offered to pay for the date, for goodness sakes, once I found out she was from Wisconsin. She'll figure that out when I ask her to get ice cream instead of dinner. We'll start the GoFundMe for the date. You'll be in yeah, good shape. Really. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. All right, so that's a Swifty special in honor of the Eagles and the Philly special and addressing, you know, come on, it, it's, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor. Helping you get ready for the big game. But once yeah. again, two days in a row, it's Mark with his yeah. finger firmly on the pulse of the Taylor Swift song titles, and there are a lot of them. I mean, do we really want to address that the Chiefs are really bad at covering the slot and Debo can line up there all day? Okay, which, by the way, whatever the Debo Samuel prop bets are, I'm taking the over. And I'm throwing money on Debo to be MVP. How about that? So there. Miller and Moulton. There. You want some Super Bowl talk? We got it. Or we can go back to Taylor Swift, whichever you prefer. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes till the top of the hour, 16 until our segment is done. The Diamond District bonus hour is one hour away for our loyal 239 audience. Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening along the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. We had a little fun last segment. We're going to do that in our 820 segment all week long. All right. Is it a Taylor Swift song or is it a made up title? But, um, those of you that are fans of music, uh, mourning uh, the passing of Toby Keith. Overnight, age of 62, stomach cancer. He'd been battling it for three years. He went public with it a couple years ago. And uh, so we understand for some of you, you're uh, pretty bummed today. So, you know, just 
Take care of you. The one you great know. thing, not I guess the one good thing, unlike you know athletes with musicians, the music lives forever. Right. And you, you know you feel badly about us. You know, certain musician being gone, it's pretty easy to just go to your phone and play some of it. No doubt. And I'm guessing the downloads for the rest of the week are going to be hot and heavy. Absolutely. Had quite a few hits. But um, if you're just joining us, you know, a lot going on in the sports world, quite frankly. We really didn't get into, we mentioned it, but we didn't, you know, peel the onion away. So what's your thought on the NFL week one? They're going to have the Thursday night opener on NBC. You know, whoever wins the game Sunday, Niners or Chiefs, they'll host somebody. That'll be Thursday night, September 5th. It's when the NFL season will start. But the next night, Friday night, the NFL is going to have a game in Brazil. The Eagles are the home team. Friday night, September 6th. Friday night lights going up against the NFL. This hasn't happened since 1970, by the way. I hope it's a one-off. I didn't like it and don't like it when the Big Ten just started playing football on Friday nights in certain Big Ten markets to put a game on the Big Ten network and take uh-huh. away from high school football. So it's not like the NFL is setting a precedent here that they've never that no other league has done because college football beat them to this. But I don't like the idea of playing on Friday nights. I'm hoping, as you mentioned earlier, that this is just a one-off because of travel and the time it's going to take to get to Brazil. And to give you an idea, like a direct flight, I believe, from Dallas, or no, I think it's from Houston. A direct flight from Houston to Brazil is 10 and a half hours. So it gives you an idea as to, you know, <laughs> this is this is a trip. So are you going to enjoy I, this flight, David? <laughs> well, <laughs> I sent him a text last night. Because we don't know. Uh, the belief amongst the ABC ESPN Monday Night Football crew is that ABC ESPN is going to get the game in Brazil. Now, I will say it's the Eagles that brings Fox into play. And could Tom Brady's debut broadcast be on a Friday night from Brazil? Well, I, not to back that up, but to add to that theory, Roger Goodell yesterday when announcing this game did make sure to say very clearly that it's part of the opening weekend festivities, that we'll have a Thursday night game, a Friday night game, a Sunday night, uh, and a Monday night game, and then our game's on Sunday. Right. So they're going to have games four out of five days for their opening weekend bonanza. You know, those of us in the ABC ESPN world are also wondering, so are we going to have a Monday night game? Well, he certainly said you're going to have a Monday night, or there, there's going to be a Monday night game. Well, but I understand ABC ESPN will have it, but will Joe and Troy have it? Like, are, are we going to do – now, for years, they did Thursday, Sunday. You know, with Fox. So, you know, we've done it before. But, you know, I'm just curious whether or not Joe and Troy are going to do Friday night in Brazil 
and then how many of us can cram into, and that was the text that I sent Troy. I go, huh? we're going to know who your friends are and who you just kind of put up with as coworkers because let me tell you, going to be a lot of requests to be on Air Aikman. A lot of requests. So. Is he going to drop you off in Iowa City for the Iowa game the next day? How's that going to work, David? It's it's hysterical that you mentioned that. So I actually looked up the Big Ten schedule for Saturday, September 7th. And I believe Texas is at Michigan. So Fox will have that. Absolutely. So then there are other games. It's uh, Iowa State at Iowa is that day. There's actually a conference game i think michigan state and maryland play so i'm curious will that be big 10 network or will nbc get that at night but i think it'll be big 10 network because the game that i think cbs and nbc you know one will get iowa iowa state but the other one is colorado at nebraska eh, Dion, did you see the colorado ratings last year yes yeah i mean the network's I think CBS and NBC are going to fight over Colorado at Nebraska. So, yes, Mark, I literally, I'm looking at it going, well, okay, if we leave an hour after the game and then just, you know, 10, take about 11, 12 hours, I'll get to Dallas around noon. I only got two and a half hours to get to, you know, where am I going here? Looking at direct flights. One of them lands in Omaha, 40 minutes before the game well then you'll need to if you're lucky enough to be on air aikman you'll get shuttled from the private airline private airport to the to the actual i don't know though you know that's going from love field to dfw that'll take a little bit okay you know you're under the gun here yeah well there's no doubt i'm not gonna make if we've got the friday night game in brazil i'm gonna miss a game with gary hang on really quickly gary i am available yep yep in mm-hmm. September. September 7th. Okay. Correct. Yep. So, yes. So, I'll be curious. You figure, I mean, listen, it's going to be an A-team. You know, whether it's Joe and Troy or whether it's Burkhart and Brady. You know, I'm thinking it's going to be Joe and Troy. First off, ESPN's established in Brazil. And secondly, we have an extra day before our Monday night game. Whereas, you know... Right, right. want Burkhart and Brady doing a Sunday 425 game. Or do they want them, the first one, to be an all-alone, standalone broadcast? Well, but but also, like, you know, the attitude that everybody has when upon hearing this news, either now or last night. I mean, you know, how many people are going to be like, well, I'm going to be at high school football. I'm not going to watch. Or it's a Friday night. It's date night. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not... You know, Friday and Saturday nights or go out, do things. Yeah, you you've, that's called the off-season. Well, okay. You know, we narrowed it down to we, we don't think the Eagles, NFC gets nine home games next year. The Eagles are losing a home game for this, so they're only going to have eight. Don't think it'll be a divisional game. So that's the three, so now we're down to five. We don't think... They play Carolina. Carolina's playing a game in Europe. We don't think they'll make them play Brazil and Europe. Jacksonville's playing at least one game in Europe, maybe two. So we don't think the Jags. So we've got it narrowed down to Cleveland, Atlanta, Green Bay, and Pittsburgh will be the opponent for the Eagles. Now, we think, you know, the NFL's going to want to make this a BFD. 
So we think it's narrowed down to the Packers and the Steelers. Yep. So. And my hunch is the Packers. And mine's the Steelers. But. But that. Well, that means for sure it's on ABC ESPN. Yeah. I know they can do anything with any game now, but that whole. Pittsburgh at Philadelphia would be a CBS game that would get their arm raised saying, why aren't we getting that game? Right. So, but this is the NFL is going to have a Thursday night game. They will winner of the Super Bowl host. Then the Brazil game will be Friday night. College football has it Saturday and Saturday night. Then the NFL on Sunday and Monday. So I guess in 1970, the first game officially after the merger was a Friday night game in Los Angeles between the Rams and the St. Louis Cardinals. Jim Hart against Roman Gabriel in the L.A. Coliseum. It was on a Friday night. What I'm trying to find out, and I can't find out, is who did the game. Because it's possible, like when Joe and Troy did Super Bowl 54, well, the Chiefs hadn't been in the Super Bowl since Super Bowl four. Well, Joe's dad did Super Bowl four. Was the only Super Bowl that he was the national play-by-play guy for. And 50 years later, the Chiefs returned to the Super Bowl, and his son is doing the game. That's a neat coincidence. Well, Jack Buck was like the main play-by-play guy for CBS in the late 60s to the mid-70s on the NFL. That was the CBS game. So I'm wondering if 54 years later, the NFL plays a Friday night game and it's the same Jack did the one, Joe does the other. I'm trying to find that out. Couldn't find it last night. I have a bunch of things I'm doing with Buck in my head and I'm just going to not say them because one, they're bad jokes and two, I'm very afraid that I would slip up. Well, good. Don't pull a Gus Johnson. Exactly. Right. You know, you get the vowel wrong, and, you know, in his case, in your case, it'd be the consonant. And right, ooh, and that's right. no man's that's land, and then you're right. done. And so right. we'll just we'll just skip and let you tell the jokes, the bad jokes, inside your own vehicle. Right. We're, you know, we're destroying tapes and covering it up, and that's, you know, it's never the crime. It's the cover-up, uh, that, as we know. So there you go. Friday Night Lights. Early, too. I mean, no matter where you are, like, you know, there are some states where they start before Labor Day. You know, I don't know what they still do in the Northeast, but we never started before Labor Day. Our first game was always the Friday after Labor Day because school didn't start until the day after Labor Day. Right. So, you know, we couldn't play a game before school started. So this would be, and I'm guessing it's still the same, but, like, you know, where I grew up in Jersey, I mean, this literally would be the first Friday night of the high school football season. I don't think people are going to not go to their high school football game for Packers-Eagles, Steelers-Eagles week one. No, but it may affect, you know, whether or not your neighbor's going to see the kid play. No, I'll stay home and watch my Eagles. I'm not going to go watch... Tom's son play. I would have gone, but I'm just staying and watch the game tonight. Okay, I'll grant you that. But, I mean, you know, is there a grandparent who's not going to go watch the no. grandkid play? Nope. Right. So, 
I, I don't know how much it'll hurt Friday night football nationally, even if they give them the Packers or the Steelers, you know, two national brands. And I, the Eagles are certainly, a you know, an upper echelon brand. Yeah. They're not the Packers or the Steelers, but they're a pretty damn good brand. Right. So there you go. Friday, September 6th. So Thursday, the 5th, Friday, the 6th. And then we'll do, you know, Sunday, Monday. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, four days of uh, NFL football to get the season started when we're all foaming at the mouth because we haven't had football for seven months. Now we get to add another game to the countdown. Opening day is this many days away. The Friday night game is this many days. Right. Brazil. Right. Brazil. Well, right. The college football number, the NFL number, and then add one. We'll just call it Brazil. I just want you to do a show from Brazil. I want to see if you can pull that off. I'd love if it's Brady. Remember, he married a Brazilian. Be phenomenal if she was there. That's that'd be come on. I mean that that that's that'd be funny. Think they get? Think they do a cutaway? It's like the most you know outside of Pele, she's like the most famous Brazilian ever. Well, I know ESPN will. Yes, we would. Yes, it would come up in the in the production meeting. I'll tell you that. Remember, Joe could say something funny like, "Was who is she? Mar- wasn't she married to a quarterback, Troy? Is she single? I don't think you could say that. Probably Brent, not. Brent Musburger could get away with saying that. No one else can. Bring him back for the game. Yep. So there you have it. Friday night lights. The second game of the NFL season is Philadelphia will host in Brazil. I don't think it's going to be the success that the NFL thinks. Now, I'm foolish to bet against the NFL. I mean, I'm an idiot to bet against the NFL. Remember the whole move in the draft to Thursday night? Dumbest idea in the world. Who the hell is going to watch that in prime time? Uh, Have a great rest of your day. And for those of the 239, the Diamond District bonus hour awaits.